Hello and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today I'm speaking with Andy Griffiths, whose books for children include The Day My Butt Went Psycho, The Cat on the Mat is Flat, and Killer Koalas from Outer Space. Most recently, Griffiths has been working with illustrator Terry Denton on the 13-story treehouse and its sequel, The 26-story treehouse. In April, a third treehouse book, The 39-story treehouse, will be published in the U.S. by Fywell and Friends, which is sponsoring this podcast. The treehouse books follow two friends, Andy and Terry, as they enjoy their treehouse's many amenities, which include everything from an elephant boxing ring to an active volcano, while also facing off against monkeys, pirates, and more, and trying to meet the demands of their publisher, Mr. Big Nose. In this new book, the boys are trying once again to meet their latest publishing deadline, and something called the Once Upon a Time Machine might just help them create the easiest book we've never written, as Terry puts it. Andy, thank you for speaking with me from uh, many time zones away in Australia. That's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, speaking of the subject of time and distance and that sort of thing, is it, is it strange for you to be talking about uh, 39-story Treehouse when I know you and uh, Terry are already up to, I think, the fourth book uh, in Australia? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's all one of a piece. It's just been growing ever since we created the 13-story Treehouse, um, which was all about how do we get ideas and then in 26-story Treehouse, we answered the question, kind of, how Terry and I met. And um, and this one, we were answering the question of how long does it take to write a book? So um, we've, we've been responding to the most frequently asked questions of us over the last few years. And each book just adds a new kind of chapter and, and and thirteen new dimensions to the treehouse, so we're um, we're thrilled the way it's expanding. But um, yeah, it all seems one of a piece to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, going back to when the series first started, uh, was there a moment when you you sort of realized, oh, we're writing ourselves into these books, or was that always the plan <laughs> that you were going to sort of put yourselves at the center in your relationship? No, we were actually working on uh, the book that is published in America is called Killer Koalas from Outer Space, Mm -hmm. which is a collection of lots of little rhymes and cartoons and and sort of just silly little things that don't really fit anywhere else. And we had a ball doing these. And in Australia, that book is published as the bad book and the very bad book. And we thought, let's do a very, very bad book. And we started working on that. And we were just, I said, let's, let's have us in the book hosting the pieces, um, telling the, the, directly the jokes and the riddles to the reader. And I said, given that we are already fictional characters in our readers' minds, because they're always asking us, do you two live together? Do you, uh, does Terry, uh, do you not get along? And I said, no, we get along really well. And he said, well, Terry drew himself hitting you with a hammer in a previous book. And uh, and I go, really? Well, I'm going to fix him. So we had this kind of combative relationship developing. And I said, let's let's play with this. And, uh, we'll, uh, you know, us fictional characters would probably live in a really cool treehouse, you know. And, uh, and I said to Terry, can you draw a treehouse with a bowling alley and a tank full of man-eating sharks? and whatever else, other crazy things you can think up. And over the next few hours, I just watched him create the blueprint for the 13-storey treehouse. 
it was way beyond anything I could have guessed um, or or predicted. And and when I saw this, I said, forget about the very bad book or killer koalas. We've got to write about living in this treehouse, trying to write a book, but we're so distracted by everything, we can't write the book, which of course becomes the book. So we were... Um, I didn't mean to to put us in there, but it just felt perfectly correct to do that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you mentioned, all of these books sort of take a, you know, a different angle on uh, publishing and that sort of process. Um, When you're out there speaking with kids or when you're hearing from kids who have read your books, are you just getting bombarded with questions about writing books and the bookmaking process and all that sort of thing? Exactly. They they want to know where ideas come from. They want to know how you work with someone else to develop those ideas. Um, you know, they want to know how much money you make. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's no question, how old are you? Um, which is a question that we tackle in the 52-story treehouse, is how old we are. But of course, I never quite get around to answering that question <laughs> because when Terry and I get together even though we are technically adult, grown-up men, uh, something about that relationship takes us back to when we're about 10 years old. And suddenly we're in class again, down the back, drawing cartoons and making our friends laugh with, with the silliness that we're coming up with. And it's a very liberating, wonderful state to be in. So... Um, Terry and I go away for a week each year to a, a beach house, which is on the edge of a beautiful national park in Victoria in Australia, where I live. And uh, we just write and draw for 12 hours a day. And we, we just generate an enormous amount of material, which I then bring home. And my wife, Jill, who is a bit player in the um, in the treehouse, she's the girl on the other side of the forest, who solves all their problems. In real life, she's a, a professional editor and she solves all our um, story writing problems for us. So it's, a, it's very much a three-person three team. And mm. um, where Jill and I are always getting Terry to tell more and more of the story with pictures and we're, we're reducing the amount of words we need to tell the story. So it makes makes the book very accessible to a wide range of, of um, readers. Hmm. So really a lot, of, a lot of the book does sort of come together during those sort of getaways or, or is there after those writing sessions, are you then shooting ideas back and forth over email or is he sending illustrations your way after or does a lot of the what we see in these books happen really during those uh, intensive sort of creating periods? It's, it largely happens during the intensive writing period and then we, the editing process continues for many months where new ideas will be inserted. But I come away, I, I go to the um, our weeks away with a bare outline of the book and with a bare outline of each chapter. And I sort of tell the story to Terry and he draws draws it like a storyboard. And as he does so, I, I get uh, new ideas and I develop the story in that way. So we're sort of telling the story to each other um, and the story develops out of that. And then Jill's role is to come in, make sure that this is uh, all working very logically because even though the stuff in our books is, is quite crazy and absurd, 
it all has to work on a very rigorous logic, otherwise it just ends up as a mess. So um, humour can be quite complex to get it right, and we, we spend many months doing that. But, uh, yeah, it's developing all the time. And, in fact, the only thing that stops it developing is the fact there's a deadline at the end of the process. Mm. And uh, we just have to stop. And just like the boys, you have to, to meet those uh, same deadlines. Um, yes. are, are, you, are the two yes. of you uh, causing your, your editors and art directors as much grief in real life as the boys do <laughs> in the books? Well, I, I, I hope not. Um, in, real, in the book, we have an editor called Mr. Big Nose who uh, has a very bad temper and uh, and if he gets if he doesn't get his book his nose explodes <laughs> which we're desperate to avoid um in real life we have a very lovely publisher and a set of publishers um and Claire in Australia has a very small nose and a very reasonable temper <laughs> and we work the book out a long time ahead um there's a difference in the way Terry and I work. I I like to plan out logically what I'm doing and get the structure right and and have plenty of time. Uh, Terry likes to work behind the deadline. He sort of waits until the deadline is just coming up and then he'll work nonstop for two or three or four or five weeks um, just in a manic burst of craziness. And so... In, in in that way, he's more sort of free associative stream of consciousness, and Jill and I provide a lot of logical structure, and mm. the the combination of the two is really powerful for for both of, for us and the readers because we're always being surprised. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, these are not the first books the two of you have uh, worked together on. Um, do you feel like you you know each other, and you're talking about? the way you approach projects, do you know each other's habits and uh, tendencies just completely well at this point, maybe too well? <laughs> uh, not too well, but uh, that's what I'm playing with in the book. In the book, it's Andy jumping up and down, going, Terry, we've got a deadline. Can you you know, stop playing with the sea monkeys or stop messing around with that mermaid? And Terry's going, just relax, Andy, it'll be fine. You know, I've got a drawing book full of ideas. And then when I look at his ideas book, there's there's no ideas there, and we mm. have to just improvise from scratch. Um, that's really just an exaggeration of of how it is. He's not that dysfunctional in real life, <laughs> and I don't think I'm that bossy and angsty in real life. Um, but there's a there's a truth um, underneath it. So, and I think that gives the series a real grounding and a real believability. Mm. Um, and of course, they're they're parts of everyone. We all have our getting things done side, which, which you know, fights against the getting distracted side. And and you need both. And I think what Andy and Terry bring together in the book, as in real life, is a um, is a really nice synthesis of those two things. Mm. And you know, you mentioned, of course, that your wife both is involved with working on the books and also appears in them as well. Does she uh, share her namesake's uh, love of animals and things like that? Is that something else that you sort of expanded on a little bit? <laughs> yeah, well, she um, she told me when they were growing up, they had a house full of animals, uh, guinea pigs uh, amongst them, and she told me this really sad story about how her sister pretended that she could talk to the guinea pigs and the guinea pig and the sister would say oh the guinea pigs just told me that they don't like you Jill and um <laughs> and so Jill being very soft-hearted would just cry <laughs> when she heard this 
And so I said, right, in this book, I'm going to give you the ability to talk to animals mm. and you're going to use the powers for good rather than evil. And um, and so I'm, I'm giving you, you know, the, the house full of animals you've always wanted. Um, at the same time, I'm giving myself the tree house that I never had. Uh, so it was a, it's sort of giving everyone um, mm-hmm. a, a fantasy life. Well, and, and you know, speaking of the, the, this ever-expanding treehouse, it really is the sort of thing of you know so many kids' uh, dreams. Are you? Are kids, in addition to all their publishing questions, are they sending you ideas and pictures of stuff that should be in the treehouse, and you know, oh. pictures of their own houses? Is that is, and is that feeding into the books? Uh, yeah, it's it's there's a non-stop um, flow of of fantasy treehouses arriving for us every day now. Um, and they're just taking the idea and run with it. And, you know, the fact that I put a volcano in the treehouse, um, bowling alleys, uh, etc., boxing elephants, what I'm trying to say is there's no limit to what you can do in a story. It's, um, it's, it's absolutely unlimited and you don't have to be logical or worry about the cost of it or whether you can get a permit for this stuff. Um, this is the freedom of... of books and writing and drawing and uh, the kids are really responding to that so um, I think uh, in fact when I think about where the ideas for uh, for this book came from the trunkinator the the elephant with a boxing glove on its trunk mm. uh, came from a reader's suggestion mm. um, not many of them pass muster in the end because they all go through a rigorous process but uh, yeah, the Trunkinator amused me so much because it was so random. Uh, <laughs> I thought, we've got to have a boxing elephant in the treehouse. Mm-hmm. And it was, was it just last year that you uh, you came to the U.S. on a, a tour for the last book? Yes, I, I did a very um, a large tour of about five weeks across many, many different states. And um, I was thrilled with the reaction. Uh, from the kids, I was going into schools and um, and bookshops, um, and I I just couldn't believe that the kids in America were laughing and responding to the same jokes and the same absurdities as uh, the kids in Australia, who are far more used to me um, over here. It was so thrilling to see the sense of humour translating so exactly. Hmm. And any plans to uh, to come back this way at, at all in the future? Uh, yes, I'll be back in April for um, a, a tour across a number of states, um, covering areas that I didn't cover last time, so down in Texas and back to New York, um, L.A., San Francisco. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good time for me at the moment because Terry and I do one book a year, and I've just finished our book for that will be published in Australia this year, which is the 65-story treehouse. <laughs> so um, it's it's continuing to grow mm-hmm. faster and faster. So is there is there uh, any limit? I know you said you know these treehouses can go on forever, but how about the series? Do you have any concrete plans, or are you just going to keep going as long as uh, as long as? Well, it's a it's a really tough question, but in the books, Andy. The character reveals that he can barely count to ten. He has a, um, a very bad problem with his maths. He 
can't do a dot-to-dot picture, for instance, because he doesn't know which order the numbers 1 to 10 come from. So that would suggest that as the tree's getting higher and higher, there will come a natural point where he can't count anymore. So we'll, we'll try to wrap it up, mm-hmm. perhaps before it gets into the hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, are there any other projects you're working on at the moment, or with, does this one-book-a-year idea sort of keep you focused on, uh, on these books for the time being? Yeah, the, um, the, book, the Treehouse books themselves are becoming more and more complex with every, um, with every book. Um, in the 65 story, for instance, it involves time travel and they, they visit many different periods of history in their attempt to get a building permit for the treehouse. Um, so, yeah, they've, they're becoming more and more challenging. So for the next couple of years, it's going to be treehouse all the way. And, um, and who knows what's after that. But what we are thrilled with is the style that we've evolved in the books, which is a fully illustrated novel that can be accessed by kids as young as five and enjoyed by you know kids as old as 12 and, and even adults mm-hmm. um, are, are really enjoying it as well. So it's kind of, they often comment that the chapters are the perfect length for a bedtime read. Mm. And, uh, you know, finally, you, you know, you, you've been writing for children for just, I think, about two decades at this point. Um, mm. Does it feel the same to you now as it did in the beginning? Or does the, the landscape of children's books and the way that kids um, are reaching out to you and reacting to the books feel any different now than when you started? Well, I, I've always had a good reaction from kids. Uh, I started as an, um, an English teacher just writing short, funny pieces for my own students in order to um, get them laughing and get them excited about the possibilities of writing and writing their own stories and drawing their own cartoons. So um, I've worked slowly out from that that point. Um, 20 years ago, you know, I think there was a real question about were books going to survive against the competition that movies and um, video games, computers were just on the rise? Um, There seemed to be a question of, you know, maybe books are an outdated technology that are are about to bite the dust. But um, it's been really fantastic over the last 20 years to see books reassert themselves um, with so many great series, so many great authors... And and books, you know, taking their place as not, it's not either or. You can have books and movies and TV all coexisting along and books offer that particular pleasure, which is a very personal pleasure of being able to, um, you know, create the characters exactly as you want them in your mind. Uh, it's a very intense relationship that can go on over weeks, whereas a movie is you know, an hour and a half perhaps and it's done. But books, there's there's something personal and, and obviously they're still working for kids. Um, one of the things I'm proudest about in 39 Story Treehouse is that they create the writing and drawing machine to make the book easier for them to write. 
but it eventually locks them out of the treehouse and uh, won't let them back in, which is really a thinly veiled tribute or, or a thinly veiled theft, depending on your um, point of view of the HAL 9000 in my favourite movie, 2001, A Space Odyssey, mm. where the uh, astronauts are locked out of their spaceship and it tries to kill them. So, so I'm, you know, I'm a child of great television programs and, and great movies, uh, as well as books, and I think you can have it all. Excellent. Well, uh, congratulations again on the new book, and uh, thank you again for speaking with me. Thank you very much. Once again, I've been speaking with Andy Griffiths, whose new book, The 39-Story Treehouse, is being published in April by Fywell and Friends. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.